This is Silad Jurfi and you're listening to the Ukramedia podcast. Hello, Ukramedia family. Vladimir Braknevsky here and welcome to episode number 84 of the Ukramedia podcast, where I serve a Ukramedia family with daily interviews from highly creative people. And today's guest is Sillard Jorfi. He's the founder and CEO of BlueEffects.net. But before I play my conversation with Sillard, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, ActionVFX.com. They have over 2,500 elements of professionally shot VFX stock footage captured on the latest RED cameras. From explosions, fire, water, smoke, gun effects, debris, particles, weather, blood, and gore, go to actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And now here's my conversation with Sillard Jorfi. Enjoy. Sillard, welcome to the show and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. So Vladimir, Vlad, thank you for having me on the show. I, I feel very honored. Thank you. I mean, you, you're doing amazing work. I love your stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you. So uh, let's see. Something that people don't know about me. I, I started out as a, uh, as a kickboxer. I was a... What? Really? Yeah, actually, that was... That's pretty cool. That's, that's where I got my first real success in life that's where i've tasted success you know that was my wow thing you know for so kickboxing how many years have you been doing that i've did about 11 years as a competitive athlete and then uh, i always do it i just do it less now you never stop i never you cannot wow. stop i got the bug you know it's it's in me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like once a kickboxer, always a kickboxer. You know, you probably might, you might remember, um, you know, you know that we're from Ukraine, me and Sergey both. Yes, yes. Do you remember the Klitschko brothers? Vitaly oh, yeah, sure. and Vladimir Klitschko? Yeah. They started out as, as kickboxers, right? I think they did. Yeah, yeah, I think they did. So why did you stop? Why, why, did, you not, uh, why did you decide not to keep going with it? Well, uh, yeah, that's an interesting story. I, I love this sport and still do. It's just that, I also had to make some money, you know, it was, it was not really making, paying the bills. And back then I was a student and I opened up a mini gym, like a small kickboxing oh, wow. uh, club, so to speak. And we had about, let's say 15 members, 20 members. It's really small. Wow. That's pretty impressive though. So that was like your start to your entrepreneurial journey kind of thing. You started your first gym. How old were you? And then I was about 20 years old, something like that. Wow, pretty young. Yeah. But my That's first entrepreneurial uh, journey was when I was uh, about 15 years old. I, I was selling. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, don't tell, but don't tell this to anyone. I was selling. Okay, uh, no audio. one will, will hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I was selling audio cassettes. I was recording music oh, wow. to audio cassettes and selling it to my schoolmates, you know, but, but don't tell to anyone right, right, right. about the I'm sure, I'm sure it was all legal, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely legal. Everything is legal. Yeah. Audio cassettes, you know, we have some youngsters listening to us. They probably don't even know what audio cassettes are. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Ago. So you started age 15. So what kind of music did you, were you recording? Well, whatever like you needed. Whatever you needed, I had. I went to school. You had it all. Yeah, I went to school and I had like a flip book with all the songs with the numbers. Wow! Like, <laughs> How did you get them? Did you record them off the radio? No, I, I had a I had a computer and I had all of the songs oh, on CDs and MP3s and so on. So, how many did you sell? I'm just curious. At this point, I'm just curious. How many did you sell? Quite a lot, actually. That, I, it's, I was always able to eat a lot of chocolate and sweets and everything, you know, from the cafeteria and the local shops See, and everything. 
it was a mini business. That's pretty cool, man. Well, that's that's awesome. <laughs> now let's transition talking about your creative journey. How did how did you get yeah. started in your field? So you know, um, I, I was I was running the small kickboxing studio, and the first video I've done was my own highlight. So I had a couple of really good uh, fights, a couple of knockouts, and so on, and I recorded and I edited the video to a highlight, right? And that that was the first time I ever touched. A video editing app, and I used Windows Movie Maker. If you can, oh wow, that's yeah, that's ancient. That's very ancient, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's how it started, right? So you started yeah, with the yeah, one that little was, video, yeah. And then uh, I talked with a friend who said he's making money online. And I was like, back then, you know, if what's making money online, he like it's impossible. Nobody makes money online. You can only get your credit card stolen online. Nobody makes, <laughs> like imagine, true. imagine, uh, how much now, almost 13, 14 years ago. So and I that said, was hey, very new. Yeah. 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 And I said, you know, how are you doing that? And he was actually uh, working as a freelancer and he was creating these, uh, logos, icons and logos for different kinds of websites. And he was really good at Photoshop. So I said, you know, how do you get the clients? That was the big question. And he said, hey, just go to this website. They called it rentacoder.com and make a profile and you'll be able to find some jobs there. So yeah, I did that, but I not, was not good at Photoshop, was not really good at any of these apps. And I said, hey, you know what? I made a video, so let's see if there are some jobs for video makers. So I signed up and uh, yeah, after a month <laughs> of continuously bidding to all kinds of projects, I got one. And so <laughs> it started. Of course, then later on, people want to have better videos and I transitioned from, <laughs> from Windows Movie Maker into Sony Vegas. Do something more serious. <laughs> yeah, After Effects. That's, that's how we, I, I went, got into After Effects because the client said, you know what? I want this video in After Effects done. And I didn't know what it was, man. I didn't know what, <laughs> I, I, I thought he wants some effects over his video. And I made some effects and I said, hey, no. I want you to make this video in After Effects. So I had to figure out what After Effects is. And <laughs> I had about seven days to learn After Effects Jeez. In, in, in such a way that um, I, can, I can finish a one-minute video with it, with, with some wow. effects. You know? Seven days, dang. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were you able to do it? Of course. And you don't want you don't want to lose your client, you know. Right, right. You gotta keep him happy. <laughs> gotta keep him yeah, happy. Yeah. And so that was the the start. Yeah, that was the start exactly. So this is also a very important lesson. So whenever you want to get good at something, if you if you want to get really good at an app, if you want to get good at something, if you'll have a client for it, there is no doubt that you're going to learn that app. There is no doubt that you're going to have the motivation and you're going to be learning fast because there's an outside force pulling you. It's not just, right. oh, you know what, let's just sit down and maybe today I'm going to watch a half a tutorial. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so there's a hard deadline and you got to meet it, right? Yeah, yeah. Those hard deadlines are very important. So it keeps us stretching. Now, how did the BlueFX come about? So... I was 
<laughs> I was bidding on a project and actually I wanted to get a, a really good, a really good project. And, and I knew that if I don't have an online portfolio, I'm just I'm not looking professional enough. So blue effects first was just an online portfolio for my videos. And it worked oh, I because see. I was able to get a client uh, from Iceland who I became really good friends with and even flew to Iceland to meet him. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, that's, it was a portfolio website at the beginning. And only after that did we transition into uh, selling templates and courses and that stuff. And now it's just amazing. I love that side. How many people do you have working with you guys? Well, let's see. You know, um, what's, what's really important here is that, okay, I started BlueFX, but to be honest, I, I would have never come to this level, not even close, without the people, without our team who gave his heart and soul, his work to this project. You know, we have artists, we have um, really exceptional professionals working with us to make better templates, better videos, to offer a better service to our customers and to make also amazing courses. So I'm, I feel really blessed to be, be able to work with such amazing people, such amazing professionals. So they, no, they that's, really that's awesome. deserve a lot of the credit. And for those of you who've never been to bluefx.net, you should definitely drop what you're doing, put this on pause and go to bluefx.net, <laughs> all kinds of cool courses, templates, check it out. And we're gonna, with this, we're going to transition to a dark moment in your creative journey. Now, I want you to tell us the story of the worst moment in your creative journey. So take it away. Don't hold back any punches. The mic is yours. So like, the <laughs> mic is yours. Okay, well, let's see a dark moment. It was uh, at the beginning part of my let's say journey and uh, i was trying to work with any possible client that would that would accept my offers <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and i, I had a client <laughs> and i had a client and i mean i cannot even say the amount of that that the project was for it was so low and he even then he bargained it down the project and it just ouch ah, yeah okay and and you know what the painful part was that I accepted that super oh, low man. price. And the biggest mistake I've done was showing, I was speaking with him on Skype and I was showing him in After Effects, look, I already made this. Do you like it? Well, how do you, how, what do you think about this? And he was just keep making his mind up, changing the text. I, I finished the video, he changed the text. I finished the text. He needed to change a couple of images, a couple of sections, because he made up his mind. And it was not like he was paying me more for it. So a project that should have taken me, let's say five days, took me three weeks. Jeez. And it, it, it didn't matter that it was nighttime. He was writing me on Skype. He was sending me all kinds of emails. And the issue was that I was on that freelancing website and I took the contract. So that means that if the client is not 100% happy, it affects it your... doesn't yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter if if I was right or not. It doesn't really matter at that point because he has the power to leave me a negative review. And if that happens, then my entire profile goes down. So the pressure So now you're trapped. High. Yeah. So yeah, that's nice. uh, that was a uh, that was not a that's 
that's what a shitty situation, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare from hell, right? <laughs> now, what yeah. did you do different going forward? Did you set some boundaries? Did you do anything Definitely. different from... Definitely. I still remember the day where I had some, a couple of other similar clients who, who really just uh, pushed things to the limit. And uh, that that's when I decided, you know what? I'm going to make sure that my videos, my demo reels, my website looks professional so I can charge higher prices. And also that I implement strategies to get more customers. So I never have to go through that again. And I can always say to a customer, you know what? Sorry, man, I won't do it. The price won't fit. Sorry. <laughs> and, you know, I remember the same customer coming back to me and saying, hey, you know what? I have another project. And I say, hey, you know what? Uh, sorry, I'm too busy. Hey, I can... <laughs> it's like... I can give you 20% more, you know, and then saying no, you know, I, I was able to say no. And that, you know, yeah. that was a great feeling. It sounds strange. Why would the saying no feel so good? But it felt good. And being a freelancer working for yourself, it's so hard to say no, especially when you don't know where your next project will come from. But you do have to set boundaries and you do have to decide what kind of projects you want to work on and what kind of clients you want to work with. And yeah, yeah, say no is powerful. Say no is very yeah. powerful. So, so that's actually one of the new th things or new projects that we work on. So, so far, if you have seen Blue Effects, we've been releasing templates, courses on how to make better videos, better graphics, and so on. But now we realized from the feedback from our clients that, you know, the biggest issue, the biggest pain point that our customers have is the lack of clients they they don't have a way to get qualified high paying clients go to their their website and buy their video service or to get on a call with them so that's the big issue and that's what happens there are usually video makers have to do two different let's call them strategies one they rely on word of mouth. Hey, I hope somebody will recommend my service to a superb client. Well, that's, that's hope marketing. <laughs> we hope it will happen. <laughs> hope marketing, I like that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not gonna, it's, it's not a wishing strategy. Wishing and hoping, right. Yeah, wishing and hoping. Hope is such a nice word, but not, not <laughs> in business. <laughs> you don't want to have it in your, in your business strategy, yeah. And the other, other strategy that uh, video makers often use is signing up to these freelance websites. And I started that way, right? I don't want to discredit that route because that's how I started. But the reality is that it's no longer a good way. And we figured out a much better way. And uh, why is it not a good way? Well, first of all, you can only get those clients who really know about these platforms. So right from the start, you're eliminating 90% of business clients. And then you, you're going to compete with a global network of video makers who can afford any day to bid a lower price than what you offer. If you, if you live, let's say, in Central Europe, if you live, let's say, in, in the US, you need to charge higher prices or you probably do higher quality. Maybe you do higher quality. And somebody who lives in a place that's less expensive can afford to just outbid you on price. So then what can you do? Why, why waste time trying to go after those customers who don't really want to pay 
a fair price. And there are thousands of other customers, other businesses who are desperately looking for good video makers. So these, there is a complete communication mismatch. The businesses are looking desperately for good video makers and video, good video makers are desperately looking for clients, but in the wrong direction. <laughs> right. So, so that's, uh, that's something that I took upon as a mission to change, you know? And so you guys have like a course or something that will help somebody um, not have wishful and, and hoping yeah. that things will change, <laughs> but you actually have like actionable things that they can apply and use to increase, yeah. uh, have more clients. Yes, that we we are uh, we are doing a small. I mean, I mean, this is a a course for only for video makers who already have a good portfolio, video makers who already have experience with working with clients. Not necessarily a good, not not good for new video makers who just trying to figure out how to make a video. Right, that's not for them. But serious video makers with experience. We help them, first of all, niche, niche their offer into a direction that, that will help them stand out. And then we show them how to get directly to customers, not using these freelance websites that are going to take money off and only have low paying clients. Right. But we, go, we show them how to get to the, the serious customers. And then we show them how to automate this entire system, this client outreach system so that automatically every single day your offer your demo reel is being shown to qualified businesses without you having to waste time on bidding without you having to waste time on going to let's say all kinds of um, local shows or how you call those uh, meetings meetups and all that meetups exactly we help them build a system so clients can find them and uh, yeah sounds good and where, where can people find this this is not publicly available at the moment we only accept clients after we have a, a call with them because oh, we want to wow. make sure that that they are the right series mm -hmm. yeah we want to make sure that we show these strategies only to professionals right it's a it's a strategy that we don't want any amateurs to just I mean, amateur people who, who don't really have yet solid portfolios to do this. It's it's not going to be right for them. This is pretty cool, man. I, w I wish something like this was around when I was starting out, man. It would have saved me a lot of heartache. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, I wish the same. I, wish the, I mean, I, I had to go to so much pain with working on those freelance websites because it's, you know, you compete with the world and you only have a very small a segment of low-playing customers who, who are there on those websites. And it's hard to compete with India too. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, look, from India come also a lot of great professionals, a lot of high-quality talent and a lot of, of great businessmen and so on. So I had the opportunity to work with a couple of great customers from India. But the reality is that a lot of freelancers from India come who don't have really uh, high quality videos, who just are going to s just lowball the prices. And, um, and yeah, that's what's happening. Then imagine you're a client and you're on freelancer.com, let's say. Okay. So you post a project and you need an animated video. And every day you get 20 proposals. 
and <laughs> all of these proposals are copy paste. So, wow. well, and I mean, I truly do believe that you do get what you paid for, and you know, yeah. like I've never gotten anything good at fi from Fiverr or freelance websites because people usually there because they're selling for so cheap. And they're usually squeezing too many projects back to back, so you're getting copy paste kind of work, like you said. And uh, I, I mean, there are there are exceptions, like uh, there are exceptions because I I had contact with really great people, also from Fiverr, also from freelancer. But the majority is is very low quality service. And what happens is that clients really are getting overwhelmed with with, with this low quality service, low prices. And then when you do offer a higher quality service, but at a, a fair price, it looks to them, looks to the client that, wow, you're charging so much. It's, it's not much. It's a fair price. So, yeah, that's, that's a situation that uh, we try to change. Now, we do have also a free uh, Facebook group where people can join, uh, not in the main training, because on the main training, you can enroll only if if we have a call together and and see if it's the right fit but on the free facebook group yes uh, you can join and be a part of that group and and share information with each other on on getting customers we don't talk about making effects or adding effects or visuals we just talk about the client getting part and now we're going to transition to a quick q a round first question what should artists, especially students, be doing constantly, whether it's on daily basis or just as much as possible to improve? Okay, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Let's see. Well, this will sound very strange, but the first thing <laughs> to improve, the first thing to improve is, is yourself, starting for the, from the physical body. You want to be in the best possible shape that's and true. health. I agree if with you that. Be, yeah, that's the first step. Like if you're not in a good state, if you're not in a good physical shape, you don't feel well, it's very hard to be creative. It's very hard to have good connections with, with your customers. So besides that, the next step is learning how to understand in depth your customer. Not just copy what other artists do or just make some funny, cool looking art just for the sake of it. No, no. Okay, learn your profession, but learn exactly what your customer needs and learn how to communicate in such a way in your videos, with your graphics, that the message is easy to understand and has emotional impact. And not just to make fun graphics, not just to make cool looking graphics. That message, that video message will need to serve a purpose. So once you understand this, it will be so much easier to get clients. You don't have to be at genius level in animation to get good customers. You have to be good, but what's very important to also develop the, the communication skill in that video. That video must transmit a message that will get the viewer to, to take one action, maybe to buy a product, make to sign up somewhere. So that's very important. Now, I'm curious to find your, or I'm curious to hear the, your response on, on this question. What are you not good at? <laughs> okay. Because you're good at a lot of things. Many. I know that. Okay. I'm, I'm not good at a lot of things. I have to tell you that. Well, believe it. <laughs> uh, let me give you an example. One time I'm struggling always with. 
So you, you, since I was a kid, man, I'm not good <laughs> at spelling. I'm oh, really me bad. too. I hate it. I'm just. <laughs> it's. I don't know. I just. I don't see the errors that I make in, when I write the text. I don't see them. I. I just. I hear the text. It sounds okay. Good. But then <laughs> I write an email and I send it to our list and it's full with errors and I, I look like a fool, you know? <laughs> so that, so that's, that's one of my big shortcomings. Now I'm curious, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I'd love to be a musician. Really? What, what, like instruments yeah. or singing? Or both? Well, uh. I both, man. <laughs> why not, no, right? Uh, <laughs> why, why not? limit drums, yourself to this one? <laughs> yeah, why limit it? Well, um, I love the drums. Mm, me I too. just started playing a little bit on gym um, bass, you know? Oh, the nice. one with, you hit with the hand, play with the hand. Like a little box. But, uh, like... Yeah, not, not the... Not the like oh, okay, gotcha, Afri gotcha, African gotcha. African drums. African you know? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm such a beginner at it, you know? I, I love it, but I'm not proficient <laughs> at it at all. What about you? What uh... um, you know? It's wow. That's a great question. Oh man, you flipped you flipped it on me now. So <laughs> I'd say, yeah. man, that's that's a good one. I mean, I always wanted to be a soccer player. That didn't work out for too oh. long. Instruments, like definitely, always wanted to play piano. I used to play. Oh my gosh, I'd memorize Coldplay songs on piano, and I would like learn them on wow. YouTube. I love Coldplay. I learned how to play a few of their intros. That was really fun. I always. Wanted to be like a podcast host, which is what I do now. <laughs> so, but other than that, dude, I don't know. I have so many dreams and things that I always want to do something different. But uh, musician would be cool. I, I wish I could. I, I wish I could sing. That would be sweet. Singing is something. And you have that a great I, voice. Well, thank you. you but singing have, is you not. You definitely have not. the radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, appreciate it, man. But I, I try to sing in the shower when nobody's around, but that's about the only time I get to sing. <laughs> that's okay. about it, man. That's, okay. that, that's when the talent starts. That's just, now, speaking of, uh, of, of talents, share, share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. What is, okay. what, what's some good habits that you have? Well, let's see. I, I, I do have a couple of routines that I implemented so that I don't have to think about them anymore. But in my business, maybe one of the habits is really doing a lot of planning. So I use, I have in my office now, one, two, three, four, five whiteboards. If you can imagine five whiteboards wow, around like me. School, it's like a classroom over there. It's like a classroom, right? But don't say it because it brings up bad memories. That's <laughs> true. I never like school. <laughs> Sit down, F. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, planning is very important. So basically you want to sit down and, and plan out your business, plan out your goals, keep it at sight, keep your goals at sight. So you always, your eyes always accidentally check your goals. You always want to see your goals because if you just open up Facebook for five minutes, other people's stuff will enter into your mind, in your subconscious. And oh, yes. it's, it's like a bottle with water, you know? If new stuff comes in, the, your own goes out. <laughs> so you lose track of your goals. Hmm. Never you thought of that keep your way. goals wow. at sight. I love that. That's true because everyone always competes for your attention. And if your attention is not focused yeah. on what you want to accomplish in your life, then you'll be distracted. It's just like driving somewhere without a map. You're just constantly taking turns, you know, wrong turns, right turns, but you're just wasting energy, time. That's well said. I like that. Now, where do you get your inspiration from? 
That's an interesting question. You have so many interesting questions. Oh, right? I, I try. I try to let it try. <laughs> Uh, it depends what kind of inspiration, business inspiration. Let's start with business. Well, let's see. I do follow, let's see, Eben Pagan, great uh, business mind. Here's another one. You're going to like this. If you ever have to negotiate, if you ever have to negotiate a deal, Chris Wass, an FBI agent. Interesting. Who, 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 who was specializing in... Uh, Kidnapping negotiation. Oh, I listened to his US. podcast episode on uh, Entrepreneur on Fire once. He he was sharing his journey. Yes, that that's that's pretty cool. It's interesting how he transitioned from FBI to business, how to negotiate. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you know what's interesting is, I read so many books, but that book made me money, man. <laughs> made really? me money even even before I finished it. It's it's, it's not just business. You always have to negotiate, even if you nego have, maybe you want to buy something, but maybe you have to just make sure that something happens, right? And then even with your friends or with your wife, you have to find a way to get to an agreement in such a way that the thing happens that needs to happen, but also the relationship is still good and or even better. Okay, now I'm getting too deep in this subject, but I'm very passionate about this. And I, I, I really, after reading it, it really changed a lot in my... Uh, now I'm curious. Life. Now I want to read that one. I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll have to include the link in our show notes for those of you that are interested. And last question, recommend an internet resource that you find helpful in your creative work or just personal life? You mean other than Ucromedia and, and BlueFX? Uh, I know it's hard to find anything better than I know, those I mean, two. <laughs> I mean, I only, like, I only use these two websites. I go to ucromedia.com. That's why you're so smart. That's yeah, why you're so smart. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the key. That you, you have to check every day ucromedia.com. I promise I didn't pay him money to say this, but I appreciate it. <laughs> and also, also, sometimes you can check out BlueFX. Really. <laughs> there you go. BlueFX <laughs> is definitely a great, great resource. So what about uh, any other, other than the Ucromedia and BlueFX, anything else? Mm -hmm. I, don't, I cannot think of anything. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, the last question, how can people get in touch with you? You can go to BlueFX.net and just send me an email. There you go. Well, listen, man, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. I appreciate it. Your name is so complicated. I'm still so sillard. I'm, I'm going to practice. After we log off, I'm going to be like, <laughs> I need to practice. It's, yeah, it's, it looks it's, cool. Uh, my name is really complicated because it's a Hungarian name. And uh, in Hungarian, it's really simple. It's Szilard Györgyi. But in English, it's just... Wow. Yeah, the S and the Z and the I. And the, so it's like Szilard. You know, so Szilard Yeah. Ah, oh, man. It's, it's a I'll tough get it. name. To... <laughs> no, I don't. Imagine when I have to, imagine when I meet people, always, I have to say my name about five yeah, times. But it's a great conversation starter, though. People be like, oh, that's the guy with a cool name. Like, what was it? Oh, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> but, it, you know, when it's something like so generic, people are like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Like, eh. But that's a great conversation starter. Like, every, I was actually anxious before the interview. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to say it right. Say it right. <laughs> well, I try my best. Again, thank you so much for your time, man. We'll have to do this again soon in the near future for sure, man. Th thank you very much, Vlad. It's, it was a pleasure to talk to you. 
All right, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Scylla Jorphy. Make sure to check out bluefx.net. And as always, all the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at euchremedia.com slash 84. And make sure to check out actionvfx.com. Remember, they have your assets covered. Over 2,500 elements of professionally shot VFX stock footage captured on the latest RED cameras. From explosions, fire, water, smoke, gun effects, debris, particles, weather, blood, and gore, go to actionvfx.com. Again, go to actionvfx.com. And lastly, don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to ukremedia.com community. We have well over 3,000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you who are trying to grow, and it's absolutely free. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Ukremedia podcast. Bye-bye.